0: It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I am Chris Yao and I'm joined by Mo Patton, Coach Mike, Andrew Moore, the lustrous potentate, and the intern. That's always fun. Andrew, do you have any idea what we're talking about when we talk about the illustrious potentate? He has no idea. We, we. <laughs> he said it sounds fun, though. I just
1: wish I had the power that the title sounds like I've got.
0: <laughs> you can literally turn our mics off yeah, any time. Yeah, well, I, okay, yes, I do,
1: have, I do have a little more there. So there you, you have you some
2: power. <laughs> Speaking of mics, Andrew, push yours closer to you. Yeah, you should, you know, be part of the
0: show. Yeah. Enjoy it. Always speaking to the mic, right? Speaking yeah, to the yeah. mic. Don't, you yeah. don't have to yell. <laughs> There's we have no a mic need for that. Yep. No need to <laughs> I just wish that we we do need to get a little bit higher chair apparently for for because that microphone. Yeah, just, that, or, or a couple that, of telephone books, one that, or the that other. Micro, yeah.
2: That microphone stand has kind of a mind of its own. So kind of like mine.
0: You know, yeah, it's it's insane.
2: You can even I don't know if you can see it on camera, but you it can. just yeah.
0: It's, yeah. it's so bad yeah. <laughs> anyway well, it's uh it,
2: you can't have everything
0: I mean that's what you get when you're in you know Dan Jane's old office <laughs> you just you
2: get what you get I don't think at- Dan had anything to do with this
0: it's <laughs> <I>, uh, <laughs> probably not <laughs> oh we are so excited that you that you came back with us for hour number two as we are pumped to bring you a second week in a row of the Nashville sounds segment on the parks motor sales hotline. We have Nashville sounds play by play voice, Jeff, him, Jeff, thanks for coming on with us and, and, and for listening to our ridiculousness.
1: <laughs> it's good to be back with you guys. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just curious when, when you guys are testing out your mics, do you say like check one, two testing, testing, why do we always say that? It's like, that's the default. For, uh, for doing microphone checks, but I digress.
0: Well, so we have a coach, Mike, so it's Mike. Mike, check. Mike, check. And then he's and check then he, Mike. And then he always tells us that it's in the mail, and I don't know.
1: <laughs> Mike's got the checks. Well, I appreciate though. you guys having me back on this week. It's good to, good to talk with you again.
2: Well, and it seems that this week has gone a little bit better than last week if for no other reason than all of the games have been played to this point.
1: Yeah, it's, we're finding a nice little rhythm here. It's great. It's, uh, it feels pretty normal. It's nice to be, uh, we got one road series in the books and now halfway through our first home series of the year with Memphis in town. And, um, man, it's just, it's so much fun. And, and tonight's our first night where the ballpark capacity goes from 40% to near 100% and, uh, the weather is going to be beautiful this weekend and the Brewers. Uh, have a lot of guys on rehab assignment with us, including tonight' recent National League MVP Christian Yelich, who's going to bat second and play uh, at least a few innings in left field tonight to get a couple of at bats. So we got uh, we got a team that's hot. We got great weather. The ballpark is opening up. I mean, it's just a, it's a really good Friday
2: and a great win last night, eight two over Memphis, second win in a row um, over the Redbirds. Um, One familiar name in in particular, because I remember being at American Family Field or Miller Park or whatever it goes by, that that Major League Baseball stadium in in Milwaukee, and seeing um, Keston Hira, and I thought he was going to be a career major leaguer at that point, hit two doubles for the Sounds last night in an 8-2 victory.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I, I think I think to your point, he still very much can be a, a big leaguer for a long, long time. The Brewers have not, have not soured on him. He just got off to a slow start this year. And, you know, in, in 2019, we saw him as a visiting player at AAA for Milwaukee. He was with San Antonio. He went up in the middle of May, and if you look at his big league numbers in 2019, they were really good, but mixed in there. He did go back to AAA at one point, uh, to, to work on some things and to kind of get hot again and get regular at-bats and went up again. So it's it's not uncommon. Uh, it's it, You know, the guys who get to the big leagues from AAA and never go back to AAA again in their career, that's a, that's a pretty small list. And, it, and the list of guys who do go down and back up includes some guys who've had Hall of Fame careers. I mean, uh, Greg Maddox always comes to mind in a conversation like that. And I'm not saying is going to have a Hall of Fame career, but, you know, there were some struggles in the minor leagues for Maddox. I remember that from back in the day. And he's certainly not the only one. So Hero uh, was struggling. It got to the point where the Brewers started using him as a pinch hitter. They kind of took him out of the lineup. And then they finally said, you know what? We need to send you to AAA. Let's let you play regularly. Take some of the pressure off. Take a deep breath. Work on a couple things. And he just debuted last night and put a couple of really nice swings on a couple of doubles. One he pulled down the left field line, and one was just a, a majestic shot. One hopping the wall to the opposite field in right center. He's got a he's got a great swing. He's so talented. He was a first round pick just a few years ago. All the tools are there, and uh, we're just lucky to have him. From a purely a sounds perspective, he makes the lineup better at AAA. We know he's got bigger goals in mind, and uh, we may not see him long, because he's got all the talent in the world to be a long-time big leaker.
2: Played at the University of Miami, is that right? Uh, no, he's a California guy. Okay. He,
1: uh, I want to say it was UC Riverside, I believe. Okay,
2: my fault. Um, got him confused with somebody. But um, um, Had a couple of home runs last night, one by a guy trying to do his um. Wascar Enoa imitation, I guess. <laughs> um, reliever Bubba Bubba Derby. I guess yeah. his nickname is Home Run. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, there were a lot of
1: Derby jokes going on around social media last night after that. That was pretty cool. He, uh, you know, he's got some hitting experience. It, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. You know, with the last several years, the sounds for an A's affiliate and then Rangers affiliate, and so the DH was always used. Right. And this is a this is kind of a renewal concept for. For me, as the broadcaster, you know, you're trying to kind of play along with the manager to report as the situations unfold for the listeners. And this is, a, you know, it's, it's back to where we were with Milwaukee the last time when I first joined the Sounds in, in 2012, where you do get the double switches and the pinch hitting. And, and you know, it, I, I know the whole should pitchers be hitting in Major League Baseball is a, is a hot topic and is the universal DH going to come into play. But from a strategy standpoint, I think it's fun to have the double switches and the pinch hitting. Um, I agree with the idea that you don't want pitchers getting hurt trying to put down bunts and take swings. So it's not like I'm against the idea of the universal DH. But the announcer in me loves the strategy for the managers involved in trying to map out their lineups. And it got to a point last night where Blaine Hardy had gone his five innings. The pitcher spot was coming up. Uh, the Sounds didn't I don't think want to double switch because they've got so many priority guys in the lineup with these rehabbers and then some prospects so I think Rick Sweet figured you know Bubba Derby's going to go multiple innings I'm just going to have him hit for Hardy because Bubba has a lot of hitting experience having been at AAA a couple of times where the pitchers do hit if you get two National League affiliated teams involved like we right now have Brewers playing Cardinals so uh, he, he stood in there and Hit his first career home run. He is a two hundred hitter as a, as a, as a hitter. pitcher hitter. That's he, well, so yeah, weird. yeah. I mean, he's a he's a two hundred career hitter as a as a pitcher because they do get chances. So it's not like he would never had a hit before, but he would never had a homer. And he hit it to right center, which is not an easy part of our park to get it out. It was uh, it was pretty cool, I, I got to say. And the, and the dugout was loving it. And uh, I know the team is still having that as a topic of conversation here today.
0: Well, and. You know, a lot of people don't understand how important, you know, momentum is, but you're in a 2-2 two, two tie, you uh, you send a pitcher to the to the dish for a to pinch hit. They hit a jack. I mean, that's that's all all that's going to do is make your entire team excited and it did because they didn't give up any more runs and they went 8-2 in front of nearly 4,000 fans, uh, which yeah. I'm sure was nice to hear. I bet that place yeah. was getting rowdy.
1: For sure. And I, you know, to your point, I think, think about the opposing pitchers mindset. He's like, Oh, okay. I'm just facing a reliever here. And he gets taken deep. I mean, if that doesn't get you off your game for a couple of hitters, I'm not, I'm not sure what would. And, and it did lead to more than just that home run in that inning. And uh, like you said, the sounds never, never looked back. And that uh, the guy on the mound for the Redbirds was already kind of struggling. And, you, you add that to the equation and that's, that's a pretty demoralizing moment for the opposing team and a fun moment for the Sound.
2: Visiting on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Nashville Sounds play-by-play announcer Jeff Hem, The Sounds are in the midst of a six-game series with visiting Memphis. They play again tonight at 6.35 um, before continuing their homestand next Tuesday against the Gwinnett Stripers, the Atlanta Braves AAA affiliate, and we'll talk more about that in a second. But um, Jeff, when you say First Horizon Park is going from 40% capacity to near 100% capacity, what does near constitute for for the fans that may want to try to come out tonight and the rest of the weekend?
1: great question and and we've got all the details on the website of course com. but we are reserving a few sections for pod style socially distanced seating for fans who still want that and, and don't want to feel like they now don't have an opportunity to come after the game if, if they're looking for that uh, opportunity for pod style seating so uh, the, ballpark the ballpark capacity is about 10,000. We've gone over that because the berms and grass berm and, and standing room only and all that. So anything 10,000 and above is a sellout, and we've been at 40% the last few nights. And so essentially we're like 98%, 99% uh, capacity now going forward beginning tonight because we're not going to sell out those every seat in those pod-style section. So it's pretty close to 100% capacity.
2: So people who want to socially distance will still be able to then basically.
1: Exactly. Yep. Okay. Yep. They'll be they can buy a set of two, four or six tickets. And in and in those sections, uh, they will be no closer than, than six feet uh, to anybody else around them in, in those pods. Essentially what we've done in the ballpark wide the last few nights, we will now continue that in a few different sections i think it's two on each side first base and third base side uh for those setups and and then the rest is uh is what we're used to
0: that's pretty awesome i mean you know that that is one way to include everyone who you know may still like you said may not feel comfortable being in right next to some folks and that's well done Well done. I don't know if that was yeah, if that was something you guys thought of or if it was something minor league wide, but the, if it was you guys, kudos. Uh,
1: yeah. It, well, it's just I, I think a lot of venues are, are going that route. I don't just from kind of following from afar of MLB parks and you know the, I know the Predators are looking at a bigger increase now for their postseason games. It's just uh, I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's the safe thing to do. And this all happened really fast. I mean, it was not long ago that we were preparing in the sounds front office to open at about 25% capacity and having that indefinitely. And then about a, let's see, about a week or so before we were going to be going to Toledo, we started to hear, Hey, we're going to be more like 40% for opening day for our home opener. And we're thinking, okay, great. That's, that's a step in the right direction. And then from there, it happened pretty quickly that it was going to go from that 40 a hundred it got really complicated for the ticketing system to get ready for tonight but also have the totally different setup for for last night and for Tuesday and Wednesday so uh, we, we tried to get it for 100 near 100 percent just starting with this past Tuesday from a from a simplicity standpoint and a messaging standpoint but we were obligated to, to stick it at 40 for the last few nights so now tonight it, it will open up so it's been an interesting evolution the last few weeks of how that that dramatic uh, increase happened and the restrictions coming off, but um, it's all, it's all for good reason. And even though we're at near 100% tonight, it it doesn't take away uh, the safety component uh, for our fans. Uh, For example, ballpark employees and the concession employees I believe are still going to be required to wear facial coverings uh, and, and we'll still have the hand sanitizer and we're still going to do all the protocols necessary to keep this thing going in the right direction because obviously no one wants this to turn and go back in the opposite direction so in order to do that we've got to keep abiding by both metro guidance and mlb protocols so that will do that
2: speaking on the parks motor sales hotline with sounds play-by-play announcer jeff hem uh, the sounds will face memphis in the fourth game of this six game series tonight at 6:35 at first horizon park as jeff mentioned christian yelich getting the start in left field for the sounds tonight. That series will wrap up with a 635 game tomorrow night and then a 205 afternoon game on Sunday. Um, Off Monday Gwinnett comes in for a six game series starting on Tuesday. Chris and I are heartbroken Jeff that there will be no rehab assignment for Braves pitcher Mike Soroka.
1: Yeah. We,
2: We were kind of thinking hoping that that might be the case next week um obviously the news of the exploratory surgery on his achilles kind of takes care of that was that something that was in the back of you guys' mind as well
1: not specific just the i don't think but i can tell you we are we are thrilled to have Wynette as an opponent this year i mean i don't uh, the sounds went to AAA in the mid '80s, and we—I don't think we have ever played a, a AAA Braves affiliate. I feel like back in the late '70s, when the sounds first started as AA, they—they they played uh, a Braves affiliate. But, but either way, it's been a long, long time since the sounds have played a, a game against an Atlanta Braves affiliate. And, I can—I can, I you know, can which-
2: tell you that they have never played a. Braves AAA affiliate because I didn't
1: think so. It was Richmond back was, in the day. It
2: right? was Richmond, and Richmond was in the International League, and and yep. the Sounds were either in the American Association or in the PCL. Yep. So no, yeah. that's that has never taken place at the AAA level. So um, it's yeah. going to be exciting. I
1: mean, it's just great. It is. It's, you know, obviously we know who our side is rooting for and wanting to win, but we recognize, we talked about this a little bit last week, we recognize that there are a lot of reasons that a fan uh, may want to come to our ballpark. And there are plenty of Braves fans, you guys know it well, in Middle Tennessee. So to have that as an element this year in this new A East is awesome. I think we've got Gwinnett coming in twice, if I'm not mistaken, and I know we go there multiple times this year. Um, and, and I just purely kind of selfishly as as a broadcaster, I'm looking forward to it because uh, I want to see good players play. And the Braves have a wonderful track record of player development. I mean, you look at their roster the last several years, pretty homegrown. And, uh, and, and you know, our team has two guys in Chad Sabatka and Patrick Weigel, who just got – Weigel just got sent down by the Brewers yesterday – those are the two guys the Brewers got from Atlanta in the orlando Arcia trade. There's a, there are reasons why uh, a lot of teams like to make trades with Atlanta. They know what they're doing with player development. So I expect we'll see a talented Gwinnett team, and uh, and I know the sounds are going to be ready, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, you know some of those Braves Farm System players. We, the Rangers made a trade with Atlanta a couple of times in 2019, and we saw uh, Colby Allard come through. Uh, and I believe Gwinnett right now has Vanderbilt alum Kyle Wright on their team. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, there's a lot of local flavor there. Uh, it's pretty cool. And and we're looking forward to it from a sound standpoint of just having one more really uh, unique element for fans to come to a game with a Braves affiliate on our schedule now.
2: And you mentioned the Orlando Arcia trade. And I thought about it when I saw Hura in the sounds lineup last night. The Brewers... Got a lot of middle infielders, apparently.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting situation. They they essentially are handing the shortstop job to Luis Urias, and with that, they they sort of further cleared the way for that by trading Arcia. And Arcia, I believe, was coming is coming to the end of his his most recent contract. He had not had a lot of offensive production the last couple of years. And so I think the Brewers felt like they could make a move there. And it's part of the reason after they did make that trade, they still kind of covered their their bases with a poor pun. Uh, They covered their bases by going out and signing guys like E. Strange Gordon and Logan Forsythe. They just brought back Aaron Perez, who's kind of a super utility man. Uh, and, And here is playing first base now. Used to play second, almost exclusively now at first base they've got colton wong a really good glove guy at second base in milwaukee so on the middle infield i think they love their defense and at the triple a level to your point there there is a lot of depth that not just with young prospect types and they do have a shortstop at double a that we could see in a Sounds uniform later this year a kid named bryce terang who was a first rounder a couple of years ago he's kind of the next homegrown shortstop i think the brewers have coming up the pipeline but then they've got a lot of veterans who they could plug in on a moment's notice this year with with Forsythe and strange gordon and and now perez so yeah they they do have some depth around the, the middle infield and that i think that's part of the reason they thought hey if we deal arcia it clears the way for urias and we get two mid upper 90s right-handed relief arms in waggle and sabatka in return, from a farm system that, like I said, is known for churning out pitchers, and I, I think that's how the Brewers looked at that trade back uh, early in the season.
0: It's going to be a really good weekend. You got a lot of great uh, promotions coming out, and obviously, with Yelich being in town, is going to be. It means get your tickets now folks if you are if you haven't gotten your tickets yet you better go to nashvillesounds.com <laughs> like pretty quick but um, we're really excited about this weekend and next week of course so make sure to check out the nashville sounds at first horizon park uh, sunday is the johnny cash country legends racer wind up this little wind up toy they're going give out and they're going to have all four of them throughout the year so (laughs) make sure to get out there for that it's going to be a lot of fun but uh jeff thanks so much for hanging out with us and telling us a little bit about more about what's going on in nashville sounds world and we look forward to talking to you again
1: yeah thanks so much guys and uh with a braves affiliate coming in next week if you guys come out to the yard just make sure you're wearing
2: the right hat okay checking on you (laughs) i
0: I will i will probably have my my home plate TriStar hat on no doubt
2: I may be there hatless because I, I I may be hatless because one I don't have a sounds cap and two, I will probably have to remedy that while I'm there. So there you go, <laughs> guys. Thanks as always. We'll
0: we'll talk soon. Thank yes, you. Sir. All right. Jeff Hem on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Play by play voice of the Nashville Sounds. And
2: you can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Hem PBP. Jeff H E M P B P. That's play by play On Twitter to get all of the um, updates on the Nashville Sounds.
0: There you go. All right, Uh, the Sounds play tonight at 6:35. That um, is the game time for tonight and tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then 2:05 on Sunday. Get there early for that Johnny Cash wind-up giveaway. (laughs) The man in black. Uh, All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk. What do you think? Braves? Uh, I guess. I guess. All right. We'll talk about the Braves when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stick around.